Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today, we are talking about the 1996 Disney film, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm going to say Dame. And You're going to say <laughs> Notre Dame, too, like an American. Yep. Exactly. Yes. My name is Sarah. I am the mom of a seven-year-old boy. And I'm Briar Harvey. I am the mom of an adult and a 10-year-old and a 4-year-old. And let me be very clear, y'all. Ain't none of them watching this no. fucking Mm-mm. movie ever. Um, but back to, like, Notre Dame. Because I'm going to say Notre Dame because I feel like an idiot if I say Notre Dame. <laughs> it's fine. You're like an American. It's fine. It's There's this... I went and saw Ira Glass, um, you know Ira Glass from This American Life. If mm-hmm. you're listening to a podcast and you don't know who Ira Glass is, please just You're going to need to question <laughs> your life choices, I think. So I went and saw him speak one time, and he was, I don't even remember the context of it, but basically, like, he was talking about how when he was, like, in college, he was just, like, he was so pretentious that one time he went to, uh, he was talking to somebody who had studied abroad, and... <laughs> talking about how they were they went to Nicaragua and he's like oh Nicaragua <laughs> <laughs> and I always think about that when I think about like putting on an accent to say a word like uh, no <laughs> you sound like an idiot most of the time and we live in America so it's Notre yeah. Dame right it's and that's just... the other thing too like okay maybe if we didn't have like an American counterpart to that, like if Notre Dame College didn't exist, then maybe I would we say would say Notre, Notre Dame, Dame and it but would like... be fine. But no, truly, it, I, I, I feel you on this one because I'm kind of right there with you. And I speak French. And like, I'm so... also not going to say Mexico because no. I would sound like an idiot, right? Like, I would sound like I was like making fun of somebody if I said Mexico, right? You know, this comes into the appreciation versus appropriation argument, and I think intent matters, so if you feel stupid, then say the word as you would say them, because (laughs) that's what it comes down to. Um, So speaking of that, um, one of the notes I made, and I think we need to, like, figure it out before we continue, is in this movie, they refer to them as gypsies throughout the entire movie. The and that is thing. no longer acceptable, correct? They're Romani correct. now. And are is, is it all Romani? Because I know that there are different types of gypsies. Like, there's Irish travelers and uh, the Romani. And I, I don't know w- what the distinction is. So, I did a little background research here. The Rom or Roma or Romani are a people who likely in originated in the Indus China area. So India Were they called gypsies because they thought they were from Egypt? No, no, they were called gypsies <laughs> okay, because <never> <laughs> of the English term gypsy originates from the Middle English and Greek and a little bit of Egyptian, but I don't think it was, it was not originally derogatory. 
it just has become a slur. Mm -hmm. But the original nature of it was just simply traveler, right? Yeah. It was a it was a kind of terminology to acknowledge that these people did not have fixed homes, mm -hmm. which for most of us is apparently a fucking problem. No? <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. I know that the Romani people have been discriminated against on every continent mm -hmm. that they have traveled to. Okay. For one reason or another. Okay. So, for the terms of this movie, what are we referring to those people as? I think that I would like to just call them Romany and okay. try and skirt around as many gypsy references as possible. I am comfortable with that. Okay. Let's move forward. All right. <laughs> Definitions matter, y'all. They, they do. Figuring this stuff out is how you proceed to have a conversation about uncomfortable issues. So terminology has been agreed upon. And now we can talk about how fucked up this fucking movie is. Okay. So, personally, I have literally no experience with the Victor Hugo tale. I don't know this movie. I had never watched this movie until yesterday. Which sounds crazy, right? Because, like, you know how much I love a Disney movie. I do. I have literally never watched this movie. And that's because this movie does not have a good reputation. Like, it is well known that this movie is problematic and not meant for kids. Um, well, but the thing that I knew most about this movie was, like, Frollo and that Esmeralda was, like, deeply sexualized in it. So part of the problem was that Disney lied about this film. Like, I, I, I don't want to be completely disingenuous here, but their marketing for this film focused on the party, mm -hmm. the singing and dancing gargoyles. Mm -hmm. It did not really talk about, I mean, and I guess if you'd read the book, you might know what you were getting into if you went to see a Disneyfied version of The Hunchback. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, y'all, the sin oh. is so dark. It's so inappropriate for kids. There's not a so single part of this movie that a kid would enjoy. The music isn't at a kid's level. The comedy isn't at a kid's level. The animation isn't at a kid's level. It's not a bright movie. Mm -mm. It's all dreary and dark. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, like even the comedy they try to put into this movie is not at a kid's level. It, there's a bunch of puns, which as an adult <laughs> I deeply appreciated, and uh -huh. I laughed at a lot of those uh -huh. lines. Let me be very honest. But I, no child is gonna catch all of those no. fucking puns. No. no. And then even like okay, I, I get what they were trying to do with the gargoyles and whatnot, but like every time the gargoyles were on screen, it felt inappropriate for the movie like it it just it's a completely different tone it was not what the rest of this movie was and it wasn't even like it worked in like a um 
like a little like lighthearted breather, take a rest from the heaviness mm-hmm. of this movie. It just was jarringly not part of this movie. Well, let's be very clear. That's because they're not a part of the book and mm-hmm. they were animated in to get to again the lie of a G rating. So I can't believe the... this movie is G. So We'll link it in the show notes. There was actually an interview published in the New York Times earlier this year with the directors, Wise and Truesdale. So, and they talk about the effort that they made to get this a G reading. Now, we've talked about the rating systems before. Mm -hmm. So... Y'all know it's not really based in reality Mm -hmm. anyway. But the ratings board at the time, 96, came back with two problems. They didn't like the use of the word sin in the Hellfire song. I know! I know! The word sin was the problem, (laughs) not anything else about that song. Oh my goodness. And so what they did was the the red-robed guys, they they had them make a noise over that that word. So they didn't have to re-record anything. So they didn't have to re-record anything. The second thing that they had a problem with, as though... This one blows my mind. They did not like the volume of Frollo smelling Esmeralda's hair. (laughs) So they turned it down, and that was Those were their issues. That was it? That was the issue? Those were the issues. There is so much wrong with this movie. There's so much wrong with this movie. We've talked in the past how many times about, like, Disney showing dead people. Right. And like this movie starts off with like a woman dead on the steps. Dead like on the obviously steps for dead. A while. She's dead. She's dead. That by the way is not actually in the book either. Okay. The hunchback's mother was apparently quite abusive. And Quasimodo was rescued by Frollo, and y'all are missing my bunny rabbit ears here, rescued by Frollo, who was in the book the Archduke. Okay. There's some real problems here. Archduke or Archbishop? I'm sorry, I believe the Archbishop. Because he was an actual, like, clergy member in the book. But right, he's in the not book. here. Right. Okay. That no. whole, the whole setup of, like, Frollo being... Archdeacon, Quasimodo, that's what Arch, okay. Archdeacon. The whole thing with, like, Frollo being Quasimodo's, uh, like... Like, being in charge of Quasimodo that the, like, head of the church puts on him makes no sense. It makes no sense. (laughs) Well, because that doesn't, because that doesn't actually occur that way. But it doesn't make any sense. But, and it doesn't make any (laughs) sense. If, (laughs) if, if I'm the unnamed archdeacon of 
Notre Dame and some dude who it's the politics of the time make these two roles in the movie kind of I don't want to say equal but you didn't fuck with the church mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it gave him a little bit of power but to then use that power to have him torment mm-hmm. Quasimodo for what? 20, 20 years? 20 years. Is. I don't understand it. I don't, I understand, don't understand it. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I feel like that Archdeacon should have, feel some responsibility for the entirety of this movie. Right? Except that the Archdeacon doesn't exist at all, and he is always, always just Frollo. Mm-hmm. So, the way that they built that in was really, and they did it for a reason, obviously. They did not want to, you know, piss off the Catholic Church. But, but then why make this stupid movie? <laughs> why make this movie? Okay, so we'll get into that, because I have thoughts and theories on this as well. Okay. I'm just never going to understand why Disney made this movie. (laughs) There's no way you can explain it to me that I will think... Oh, no. No, let's be clear. Nothing that's reasonable, but it was Disney at the time. That's all. I, I I I just have to impress on you how blown away I was by how not for kids this movie is like I like I said I knew that it wasn't a great movie I knew it was problematic I knew people just generally didn't like it I didn't realize (laughs) until yesterday so I have to mention that this movie had a budget of 70 million dollars and made 325 in the box office which Jeez. means there's something wrong with people that's 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 the conclusion i'm going to draw because usually for a film to net that kind of take you got to have people watching it more than once so like I don't understand. Reviewers and critics loved this movie. Roger Ebert called it the best animated Disney feature since (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. A whirling, uplifting, thrilling story with a heart-touching message that emerges from the comedy and song. Had he hit his head right before going into this movie? What movie did Roger Ebert watch? I don't think it was I the, wasn't same watching movie the same movie we watched. No. No, no this... and Roger was usually pretty pretty sane about but no, no. Um What's... Gene Siskel called it he gave it a three and a half out of four. A surprisingly emotional, simplified version of the Victor Hugo novel with effective songs and, yes, tasteful bits of humor. I don't understand. <laughs> okay. I, I, I can't, I can't sit on it. So, I, and I don't, 
I can only conjecture, as always with these, production began in 1993 after David Staten, who was just a, an animation, he was just an animator at the time. Um, oh no, he was a development executive who took it then to then-chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg. Okay. But what I need to acknowledge here is that this film somehow made it past the gong show. It was never officially approved or, like, pitched in any way. Because we were still doing the gong show in 93, right? That's Eisner and Katzenberg and their giant jerk-offiness about how movies got made. And somehow, this one skipped to the head of the line. I don't understand. I am... I... I, I just... I don't... This movie... No. So Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise, who directed it, were given it by Katzenberg while they were working on other independent projects. They were pulled to come and do this movie. Now, Truesdale and Wise did Beauty and the Beast, so that's where they did The Lion King. Like, these guys have a history together, and, like, fine, but I really, I can't get over, in a company that was, at the time, so rigidly bound by policy and procedure to have a development executive say, hey, I'd like to make a movie, to Jeffrey Katzenberg, who then said, yeah, that sounds like a great movie, who then pulled his directors, arguably two of the best of the time, from other projects to say, hey, you're making this movie now about... I mean, I, I can't. I don't... I don't... I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. understand. I just don't understand. And we haven't even gotten to the movie that we don't understand, right? Like, So I, like, okay, so as I was taking notes for this movie, my notes are in chronological order uh in our our note thing. And I think you can just see, like, my level of what the (laughs) fuck just continues to, like, grow as I'm watching the movie. We, we but the second actually... note the second note I wrote after I have never watched this movie before <laughs> is this is in no way a kids movie. Which you knew what... within five fucking yes. minutes. Yes. It's the first like I uh... 
I don't understand. I, and I agree because, like, <laughs> my notes for this one are kind of memefied. Like, you remember that month in the 90s where we were all <laughs> obsessed with Gregorian chants? Because this film understood the fucking assignment. Yeah. Like, yeah. The animation is really good. The animation is fantastic. It is the, very noir. I, I really do. It's very noir. The sweeping in across the city to the no, to the cathedral that they do to open it, the the buildings are just so beautifully animated. Um, throughout this entire movie, the animation is really, really good. The only, like, knock against it I had was the group's... Um, they didn't do a very good job giving the um, the crowds enough individual movements. <laughs> right. So, and I think this must be early computer animation. Right. So the feel that you get if you're actually, like, if you look and watch um, members of the crowd and, like, Is the that big they're crowd, all frozen. No, they're all making the same kind of movements. It really, it really, really reminded me of, like... NPCs in a game like um, like Skyrim or something like that. You know what I mean? Like where they're yes. just like doing a loop of movement is exactly what it reminded me of. That's my only knock against the animation in this movie because the rest of it is beautiful. Um, the the human animations though don't really feel Disney to me. They don't. There's something about them that is slightly less Disney. Um, they feel more like the animation style of Anastasia. And I don't know why that would be. Well, I think Anastasia came later, and I bet a lot of the illustrators, because... Maybe they jumped ship or they something? They jumped ship. Or when... vice versa, or who knows. It's well, a big, incestuous business. Oh, it really, really is. The music, speaking of, Alan Menken, Stephen Schwartz, they... Like, it sounds like it was it was Andrew Lloyd Webber. There's the I don't and I don't know the right musical terminology for it, but there's the repeating theme that happens throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. and it sounds straight out of Phantom of the Opera, which also takes place in Paris. I so <laughs> why? Lincoln. Mangan has done a lot of Disney music. Like that's 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 his yeah big he's shtick. he does it all the time but but like this does not this sounds like andrew lloyd webber if you had told me that andrew lloyd webber was in charge of the music for this movie i would not have thought twice about it and it was i don't know so we'll go ahead and just skip to it was there enough music for sarah there was a lot of music in this movie and it was good i mean i'm not gonna like I don't love Latin enough to listen to the music all the time, but it was it was well-made music. But some of it was, can I even say, excessive? I <laughs> hated the Gargoyle song. Well, so again, that's another thing that made me think Andrew Lloyd Webber, because it had <laughs> more, it had the amount of music that you would find in, like, a stage musical, right? Um, the Gargoyle song was so out of left field. Like, it didn't fit with anything else in this movie. Well, that's the only way you can keep kids' attention, right? The kids have left by the point in the Gargoyle song. The kids are not paying attention. 
by the that kids, point. Uh, I mean, in a movie theater, they're hostages. Yeah, and, and they're so miserable hostages. They're, I, I have no doubt that in the 90s, when this was originally aired in theaters, all of those children were fucking miserable. I would and- love to hear from somebody who was a child <laughs> when this movie released and who had to go see it in a theater and what you thought about it. Because I don't have that experience. Somehow this movie escaped my my well, life. <laughs> 96, so you were what, 14, 15? It would 14, not, yeah. You would not have been caught dead going no. to see this movie. Although this movie would have been more appropriate for me as a 14-year-old, yes. right? Uh, man, the marketing of this. And so they sandwich all of this singing and dancing around this tale of Quasimodo, which, by the way, apparently he was real. I found and will link to a piece um, discussing Victor Hugo's writing of the novel, and he apparently had met and encountered a hunchback who worked on the site of Notre Dame Cathedral. Okay. So, maybe not real real, but there was some, some... original genesis for the novel at least perhaps maybe okay this movie though oh god should we talk about the cast uh sure it's a weird one it is a weird one um is so demi moore is esmeralda was this (laughs) before or after um that's a really good question i'm gonna say do you know what movie i'm gonna ask about showgirls you're gonna ask about showgirls yeah is it before or after let me let me was it showgirls she was in yeah it was showgirls oh no striptease striptease which was also 1996 this was like peak demi moore Because there's that one part of Esmeralda's routine where she's literally on a pole. Doing a striptease. I have to tell you, I learned something recently from TikTok. Do you want to know what it is? Okay. Stripper pools move. They rotate. I didn't know that. I feel like that's important to know when you're watching the mechanics of what they are doing. Because it's... I am now, like, I've always been concerned. Oh, did you think that they were rotating themselves? I mean, okay. That would hurt. Well, let's be clear. (laughs) It does hurt. Oh, sure, sure. And it requires a fair amount of muscle. I know this from being an actual stripper on a stripper pole. (laughs) Okay. Well, then you know more than I do here. But I always thought they were stationary. I like knowing that they rotate because now I am less concerned for their physical well-being. But only slightly less concerned. Sure. It's a very physical. It's a very physical activity. Yes. Okay. So this was peak Demi Moore as a stripper. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess so. (laughs) Same year. Not Romany, by the way, just so we're clear on any potential, you know. No, No, but this is, (laughs) do we even (laughs) expect Disney to be, like, casting people of the correct ethnic background at this point? Not in 96, Mm -mm. because they had just, because they were doing Pocahontas at the same time as this movie. So let's be real clear about which Disney we're talking about right now. So they were just, like... 
going oh, for yeah. it. They were just oh, all yeah. in. <laughs> so Disney. It's <laughs> And I got to say, for me one of the most interesting things is that by removing the religious aspect of it, what they made it instead was just a story about obvious blatant ra- racism and and hatred of anything other or mm-hmm. different, right? Mhm. It's I don't know that it did the story any favors. And they didn't actually remove the religious part of no! the movie at all. Well, they'd had to they would have had to, you know, remove Notre Dame to be able to remove the religious aspect. It doesn't make any sense to me. I will say I was quite taken by the animation of Notre Dame and the interiors itself. Mm-hmm. So apparently they did get to go um, Wise and Truesdale and got a private tour of all of the back rooms and hidden staircases and things. So you can expect that to at least be sort of animated correctly. Mm-hmm. Unlike the story, I guess, is what I'm saying there. The, the architecture was well done. <laughs> okay, we have Kevin Klein as Phoebus. I would which... not have picked him out as Phoebus, but, you know, whatever. It works. It's fine. It was fine. Um, in the book, Phoebus is quite the womanizer and general scoundrel. He's okay. not the hero he was made out to be here. Okay. Um, Tom Hulse, Hulsey, I'm not sure, as Quasimodo. Um, I know him best as Amadeus. I don't know who he is. He was also in Animal House. I see that. As Pinto. I don't know who that is. I don't, I'll be honest, I wrote it down as like, oh, that's a movie that I should know, but I loathe and despise all of the National Lampoon movies and try to avoid them where possible. So I think I've only ever seen Animal House once or twice. Uh Uh-huh. I'm trying to, I guess he is the, like, uh, is he like the main character, like the guy that is... Yeah. Your introduction yeah. to yeah. the whole story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have a visual facial reference. They I guess, kind of made Quasimodo look like him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at him and then you like picture Quasimodo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Go on. <laughs> um. We have Tony J as Frollo. He was largely uh, British theater and that guy. He played Shere Khan in The Jungle Book 2. Yeah, like he's not, you wouldn't recognize his face. You would probably... I do, though, and I'm trying to remember why. It looks like he may Twin have Peaks! Been... Oh, I know okay. why. I, I recognize him from Twin Peaks. That, I was going to say, would be why. I'm looking at one of his production photos. It's like it doesn't have a credit on it. It's just on his Google image search. And it looks like it might be from the Golden Girls. <laughs> like, if you saw him, you might recognize him. I don't know that I would. 
He was also Professor Werner in Twins, which is like, I don't know, possibly more pivotal in my timeline than yours. <laughs> the movie with... Uh... Danny DeVito yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. Yeah. He, the doctor. Anyway. Yeah, he was definitely on the Golden Girls, according to IMDb. <laughs> so uh, maybe you'd recognize him from the Golden Girls. Perhaps. All right. Um, let's see. We have... Uh, I wanted to... I pulled somebody else up. Who the hell was it? Oh, David Allen Ogden Stiers as the unnamed Archdeacon. Y'all would probably know him as Cogsworth from okay. Beauty and mm-hmm. the Beast. He's also the argumentative one in MASH. So, like, it's fine. Jason Alexander, Charles Kembro, Mary Wickies as the Gargoyles. Um, they look like who they are. Yeah, they did. All of them. And, yeah, that's that's what we've got. It was fine. I mean, there was a vocal double for Demi because she doesn't sing. Heidi Mullenhauer is her name. Okay. And Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. <laughs> I know. It's hard to care about anything about this movie. So, can I just... I was really deeply disturbed. Of all the things I could have been disturbed by, the casual cruelty of the old man who goes from the Iron Maiden to then get locked into the stocks, mm-hmm. who then gets unlocked from the stocks and falls into the sewer, mm-hmm. was, I don't know, very disturbing yeah. for me. <laughs> Not appropriate for a kid's movie. Just like all the nooses that you see throughout this movie and like, I, I don't know. It's not okay. It's not okay. The, the casual violence of this film was pretty when, astonishing. When Frollo burns down the family's house? Right. What? And, like, what? <laughs> and we're just supposed to, like, it's... it's, it's hey, it's, kids, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> also, Frollo's fucking alphabet. A is for abomination. <laughs> Like, and and we got we got a good ways into that, right? Mm-hmm. It was yes. Um, Frollo in general, uh, probably the most evil Disney villain, and um, he literally burns down a city to find Esmeralda, and like. Also really weird and creepy and, like, sniffing her scarf. And, like, he totally did nasty things with that scarf. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> and the sniffing her hair, like, the, that, that, that turning that down is what got us a G rating. <laughs> it's still when, creepy. 
Like, the meaning is all still there. Right. And <laughs> there's really, I, I mean, and he dies. Let's yeah. be clear. He yeah. dies. Thankfully. But there are no, there are no consequences. Right. In this film. And admittedly, it's historical, but we're talking about children who don't quite have that level of nuance. Mm -hmm. When we do historical material, we have to be careful about values and mores, or they think all of this shit is acceptable. Right. So, I mean, going kind of on that, obviously one of the main takeaways that you should get from this movie is you shouldn't treat people who are different from you any differently, right? Just because they're different from you. Okay, that's fine. And the sympathetic characters in this are the Romney and the Hunchback, okay? Okay. First of all, Disney does not portray them appropriately in this movie. But then mm-hmm. second of all, it's like, okay, here we go. Here's a whole movie about, like, how terribly they were treated in France during this time period. And then it's the happy ending. Except, no, it's not a happy ending. Because they continue and continue to this day to be treated poorly. Like, I just, everybody lived happily ever after. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, no, None they of didn't. Them did. None, None of them did. None of them did. No. <clears throat> I, but, like, the portrayal. I don't know what Disney was thinking, again, when they made this movie. But then, with the way they, like, animated them, and, like, I, they're either, like, big, tubby guys, or, like, super sexual women. Uh-huh. There's no, like, that's it. That's what they uh-huh. all look like. And, like, uh-huh. I... <sighs> Remember when we talked about uh, Atlantis and how, like, weirdly sexual Keto was when she was, like, possessed by the stone? Mm. Mm-hmm. That is, like, nothing to the multiple times that Esmeralda is sexualized in this movie. We're talking, like, fire Esmeralda, wet Esmeralda, dancing on a stripper pole Esmeralda. Like, I... Not to mention... And it's, like, a main theme of this movie. Right? Like, Disney didn't tiptoe around it. They Uh made it the story of this movie. Like, and looking at Esmeralda's costume, right? So, they kind of got away with Jasmine's sexualization Mm -hmm. because you can argue that that was period at the time. Okay. There is nothing about this, save for the gold coins, which was not done correctly, mm-hmm. by the way. Romani women wear their wealth. Yeah. Like, so mm. then Frollo has, like, a huge issue with the Romani. Like, he doesn't want them around, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the jester guy is apparently... Romany, we find the when they go to Romany the court king. of king. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> what? And that leads me to I think <laughs> my biggest problem was how when 
when they focused on the magic and witchcraft angle of the Romani versus the racial component yeah. that is actually there. Like, we were absolutely burning them at the stake as witches. Let's be very clear. That was mm -hmm. a thing that happened. But we weren't... They weren't all witches. They were a despised, reviled genocide is what was happening mm -hmm. there. And, and so it's 96. And I guess we've recognized that we can't offend the Catholic church and we probably shouldn't be talking about the genocide of a people in this movie. So we're just going to make it about witches instead. Yeah. I can't. I <laughs> Nothing is right about this movie. Nothing is right about this movie. But we haven't even talked about any of the songs, except for the Gargoyle song. We have to talk about Hellfire. Yes. And that's all we have to say about it. <laughs> so what we did was we turned this whole theme of sin and lust and rape into a song. Mm -hmm. It's Frollo's I Want song. It is. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. But it includes the line, she will be mine or she will burn. Yeah. Yep. And that was G-rated, baby. And he, like, that's what he offers her, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I... Uh, wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. I just... I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And and I think the worst part for me is how they all leave the church and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. It really it really is. Like after all of this it's fine. We've changed yep. our minds. You're not ugly and grotesque. Come out here and be our wow. Okay, so, um, would you like to know how this movie has been represented in the Disney parks? Oh, give it to me, baby. <laughs> I'm here for this one. There was a stage show at Hollywood Studios from 1996 until 2002. So... It and was like the really Festival been... of Fools, it looks like, was like the thing. I, I, we should not be doing... This movie was not forgotten at all. They took all of Frollo's songs out of the story for that performance. <laughs> so. So. You've told me Esmeralda has appeared as a face character before, though, right? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, 
No, I I think I told you um, Meg oh, from Hercules. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, if they've ever had, like, the characters actually in the parks beyond that stage show. I don't know if they ever did, like, a meet. But, I mean, there obviously there then was a face a character for her. And I have to imagine Quasimodo was a costumed character. Although maybe not. Assume. Now that I'm looking at this, maybe not. <laughs> I need to find better pictures. Give me a moment. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Make the sure official you. show, or the official photo from the Disney Parks blog doesn't actually have Quasimodo in it. It's everybody else. Okay, no. Quasimodo was... Oh, no! 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 In, in the stage performance is not a costume character. Is that... It doesn't have a mask. I mean, it's got, like, prosthetics on. I guess maybe because he had to sing. I guess. But, like, for meet and greets, yes, he was, like, a <laughs> uh, masked character <laughs> and it's it's I uh, I don't know guys <laughs> <laughs> remember how we talked about the creepy um fairy godmother costume right this might be worse There was a cavalcade, like a Hunchback of Notre Dame cavalcade, which is like a parade when the movie was first out. Um, I mean, they totally were represented in the parks. I'm... (laughs) Somebody paid somebody else a lot of money or a lot of dick sucking to get this film That's That's what I'm coming up with. Yeah. I will never understand it. This whole thing is a farce of I, and G rating. I that's that's the part I just I can't get over. Not only because they were they were given a PG initially by the MPAA, and they wouldn't accept it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what else? What else are we going to... There's a sequel. Yeah, there is a sequel. (laughs) They get married. Oh, Phoebus Phoebus and Esmeralda? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, there's a love interest for Quasimodo. Possibly. That's at least what the little blurb that popped up when the movie came. Like, you know, after I finished this movie, Disney was like, Hey, you want to watch watch more of this? the next one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, Disney. No, no I, don't. I don't want to watch. I would the like next to one. erase this one from my mind, please. Okay. Well, this this movie is appropriate for no one of any age. I think we're both agreed on that. Mm-hmm. There is no Halloween costume here that you can wear because even if they made one, it'd be fucking inappropriate, no, no matter, matter who. what. Yeah. Frollo, no, even then. I, I'm, I'm really... It's all inappropriate. <laughs> There's nothing here that's worth wearing as a Halloween costume. No. Or a cosplay costume. No, or, I just, no. Let's pretend it doesn't exist. No, I really think that you should. <laughs> so now, 
Oh, I have no. one more thing about this not being appropriate and even the comedy not being appropriate. One yeah. of the jokes the gargoyles makes is about Frollo wearing a truss. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Google the actual. I forgot. It was at the bottom of my notes. It must be towards the end of the movie. What is a man's truss? It's for, like... It's a hernia support yeah, belt. Yeah. <laughs> because every little kid knows what a truss is. Right. <laughs> they, they know about Grandpa's hernia support belt. <laughs> okay. Sorry. What None are we talking about? None of this is appropriate. You were about to give me your score oh, for this. That's... There's no, um, there's no discussion. This is a zero. Like, if I could give it negative stars, <laughs> I absolutely would. But out of five, zero fucking stars. I don't think that's ever happened to us before. I don't know. I don't even think Happy Feet got a zero. No, I think, um, I, I think yeah. we were being kind in those early days <laughs> of rating. Oh, there's one more thing I want to talk about. So we are filming or we're recording these out of um, order because we just we couldn't bring ourselves to watch this movie and we put it off as much as we could. As long as fucking possible. So after this, we're going to release Hercules. And in that movie, we have a big discussion in that episode. We have a discussion about um, end credit songs. Right. Right. None of them are good. So I'm only going to make one small comment because the better discussion is in the next episode. It is. Um, but this one is terrible. It's all for one. And <laughs> when when you wrote that in the show notes, I was like, the the Brian Adams and no, song? No. No, no, the, no you meant... The boy group. The, the boy band. The man group? I don't know. <laughs> they sing I Swear. Yeah, that, I those guys. <laughs> They they did the song. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. The song Someday. They are the end credit um, singers. So. And we'll, we'll, we'll You're leave welcome. with that spoiler for that amazing conversation in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but we would be remiss at this juncture <laughs> not to include this in the worst end credit songs of all time. Yes. Yes. Who should have sang the end credits song in this movie? No one, because this movie should never have been made, there and there shouldn't That's have easy. been an end credit <laughs> sequence. Somebody bribed somebody. That's there all is I got so for much you. Latin in this movie. Why? No, no, I'm not even going to ask that question because there is no answer. Like, there is no answer for any of the rest of this. Yes, let's just be done. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) This movie doesn't deserve any more of our time. No. So, next week, next time, we're talking about Hercules, which was way more fun than this, (laughs) although we have plenty negative to say about that one, too. I mean, this is us we're talking about here at this point in time. There's going to be something... (laughs) about all of them and this has been your shit talking kids movie show so if you want to find us 
It's Latchkey Movies on Facebook, on Instagram. You can email us, latchkeymovies at gmail.com. Find us on our website, latchkeymovies.com. If you want to call and tell us how wrong we are about Frollo, we probably won't listen, but you're welcome to call. It's 402-885-4875. And if you would like to give us money for sitting and suffering through this film so that you wouldn't have to, you can certainly make donations at ko-fi.com slash briar. That's what we got. It's terrible. I'm Y'all, so glad we're done with this. So glad. <laughs> I never want to talk about a Disney movie with a male protagonist ever again. <laughs> and we're probably going to have to, but it's going to be a while. Yeah. With oh, a, man. Yeah. yeah. Maybe no. I can talk about it, uh, an animal male protagonist. Sure, okay. but that's that's as far as we're going. It's gonna in be 22. a break. We're gonna take a break. We're, we're, there's got to be some time off from <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.